My name is Tracy Kleski, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Courier. Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Driver driving hard down the alley and he scores. What a goal from Josh Bird. Kayla Trainer fires to score. Are you kidding me? By Dylan Ward. Gets topside. Rambo scores. Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk on the Lacrosse Playground Podcast Network. Your go-to podcast for interviews with professional players, coaches, and executives, as well as the latest news and analysis from all three professional lacrosse leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Adam Moore and Hutton Jackson. Welcome to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. Today, we're joined by Tracy Kluski, former NLL Rookie of the Year, two-time champion, and coach of the newest NLL team, the Panther City Lacrosse Club. Tracy, welcome to the show. How's it going today? Doing dynamite. Thanks for having me, Hutton. Thanks for having me, Adam. Sure thing. Absolutely. We're going to kind of get into Panther City a little bit later, but we kind of want to go through your illustrious career. Um, let's start way back. You know, you're a native of Peterborough, where the sport is obviously huge. Uh, when did you first pick up a stick? Uh, you know what? I didn't really start playing lacrosse till later. I think it was, you know, 11, 12 years old. Um, okay. I was, uh, you know, a hockey player in the, in the winter, like most Canadians are. And uh, you know, I played a little bit of baseball and soccer in the, in the summer months. And then, uh, lo and behold, you know, John Grant, uh, junior, who's, you know, like a brother to me or closest thing to a brother that I have, uh, you know, our parents worked together. Our dads worked together at Coca-Cola and, uh, I think we were at Foot Locker one, one time and I was picking up, you know, soccer cleats as, as a 12 year old and, and junior was kind of chirping me and him and his dad walked in to get lacrosse shoes. And, you know, they, they said, why are you playing soccer? Why don't you play lacrosse? And, you know, uh, that summer I played lacrosse and, um, yeah, that, that was a start of when I, I started playing and I was a bit of a hack and <laughs> certainly I think I, I still was as, as a player at, at times, but, uh, yeah, that's when I started and, uh, fell in love with the game. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, you ended up playing your college ball at the university of Hartford. How did you end up making that choice, uh, to go there? Uh, you know what? It, uh, it was one of those things. I was, I was still chasing the hockey dream, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Okay. I was, uh, you know, playing in, uh, playing junior hockey here in, in Ontario and I had some, you know, prop, uh, pro, uh, semi-pro t- tryouts with hockey. And I was still kind of going that way. Um, I know a couple, couple Ontario guys, Jason Clark in particular, yep. um, um, we're, we're going to Hartford and, and they kind of threw my name to, to coach McGetrick. I certainly dabbled and looked at, you know, potentially going to school, um, really went down to U Hartford and, and fell in love with coach McGetrick, um, yeah. you know, a guy who's, uh, you know, as passionate about the game as anybody I've met. And, uh, yeah, you know what, I, I came home and it was, I contemplated the decision at the time, the, uh, MILL, uh, major indoor lacrosse league went on strike. Um, I was, I was working, you know, full time. I, I played again. I had some options again to go, you know, try it for a couple of semi-pro hockey teams and, Ultimately, I just uh, I decided to go to Hartford and get my education and, and you know, pursue the, the game of lacrosse. Sure. No, that's fantastic. And uh, you did make the jump to the NLL in 2001 with the expansion Land Shark. So you're, you're all too familiar with the expansion franchise side of things right now. Great fit for, for Panther City. But talk about kind of that initial year in uh, the NLL winner rookie of the year. And what was that transition like making the jump to the pros? You know, as a Canadian guy, you know, and again, lucky to, to kind of be around the game a, a ton and be around a lot of, uh, you know, legitimate superstars yep. from back in the day. You know, being from Peterborough, you know, John Grant Sr., Cy Coombs, 
Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on. Jim Hickey, Mike Collins, you know, there's there's a ton of guys that, you know, played in that that original uh, pro lacrosse league from Peterborough. And um, obviously being surrounded by those guys and then having the opportunity to play, you know, junior A and senior A lacrosse in, in Peterborough. Um, I was certainly acclimated a little bit to some of those pro guys, as we, as we all know, a lot of those pro guys uh, played summer back in the back of the day as well yeah. as they continue to, to do so. So, you know, I was uh, again, just, just the excitement of it all. It was, you know, something for me, it was, you know, something that I, I strived as a, as a young athlete. It was like, I want to get to the highest level and, you know, to be able to play pro and um, to go with Columbus, a new franchise and, you know, them having faith in me and picking me as, as a number one selection in the entry draft. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was surreal, but at the same point, it was something that, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm ready for this and I really want to just go out and, and, and play ball. Absolutely. And talk about that first season. You know, we mentioned you won rookie of the year. Um, was there any adjustment period in, you know, making the jump to the pros um, or was it kind of a little bit seamless? Uh, again, I think just because again, my, my, my background of playing some senior A lacrosse in Ontario mm-hmm. and, and playing with some of those guys, um, it definitely was uh, a little, well, it was definitely challenging. Again, it's, it's the highest level and for, for a reason, right? So, um, but again, it, the, the guys that um, we brought in, um, in, in Columbus, Marty, Marty Cooper was our head coach um, and general manager, I believe at the time. And it was a lot of Canadian guys. So there was some, certainly some familiarity there for me mm-hmm. um, within the locker room, which, which made that adjustment not much easier. But again, it, it's lacrosse, you know, and yep. um, I think, you know, people have always said I'm, I'm passionate about the game. I think that's probably my biggest attribute is that I'm passionate um, about this game. And, you know, I, I just tried to bring that in Columbus and um, again, you're, you're playing lacrosse and, and to be able to do it professionally was, uh, was something that, you know, I'll always cherish and something that I, I always strive to do. So, you know, when that opportunity arose, I, I, I went, you know, I dove in. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, following that, you found your way to Calgary where you spent the bulk of your career um, winning, you know, Champions Cups in 2004 and 2009. Talk about your time in Calgary and winning those championships and, uh, you know, the difference of winning it in 2004 and 2009, um, you know, between those teams. Uh, you know, I, one of the things, and again, I know Adam alluded to it earlier about, you know, being a new franchise and, you know, my first three years in the NLL were with new franchises. You know, I, I was in Columbus um, and then you go to, I went to Montreal for a brief stint there for a year. They lasted a year in the league. And then I got picked up by, uh, you know, Calgary, who were still in their infancy as well. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I look at that that club a lot similar like, that I'm going to look at this cl- uh, as our group in, in, in Fort Worth. Sure. In the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, it's a new club. Um, you, you build from, you know, an expansion draft. You build from the entry draft. And, and truth be told, like the, the Calgary group was, a, you know, we were a bunch of misfits and guys <laughs> that, you know, maybe weren't. Um, welcome, not not necessarily welcome, not other team, but protected by other teams certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we had a we had an unbelievable general in, in Chris Hall, um, an unbelievable general manager in Brad Bannister who had a vision um, for that program and for that for that franchise. And you know, the guys embraced it. We yeah, you know, it was three years, um, and, and we we were contending for a championship. Well, we won a Champions Cup um, in three short years, and. You know, some of the some of those, uh, you know, memories, obviously, the, the X's and O's and the lacrosse part, we certainly we worked our butts off and, and, you know, we earned that right. But, you know, one of the things I've always taken pride in in my career was, um, you know, being a part of the community and, and building that rapport and building that culture in the locker room, which, um, 
you know, again, I, I think we did, a, again, not myself, the, the group that collectively were around me. We created an unbelievable culture and an unbelievable atmosphere for, for that team and that identity. So, um, yeah, winning in, in 2004, certainly, um, you know, being, again, it was only my third, uh, I guess, fourth or fifth year in the NLL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, seeing guys that had been chasing it and been in the league 10, you know, 10, 12 years and then never won it. So, you know, you, you certainly uh, cherish those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was uh, a highlight of my career. Um, but again, you know, and then as you as you get going, it's like, truth be told, we went again in nine. But, geez, I think we probably could have won a couple more in sure. between. You know, we had some great we had some great te- uh, teams and um and, and, and truth be told, we had some a real good locker room, which, uh, again, that's something that I prided myself on um, being a part of um, as a player. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about another pretty cool moment in your career is that all-star MVP in front of uh, the home crowd at the Saddle Dome. So talk about that experience. What was that like? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's, that is what it is. It's an yep. all-star game, and sure. it's uh, that, that – that all-star game has a story in itself with yeah. the sense with a lot of the, uh, <laughs> the Eastern guys taking a red eye. Yep. Um, there's, there's, there's uh, trust me, there's horror stories that, <laughs> that go along with that and pretty, pretty funny stories that go with that. But yeah, you know what? Um, Calgary was uh, again, thankfully Brad Bannister had the vision to bring Calgary, the Calgary Roughnecks to, to Alberta. Um, you know, the, he certainly introduced pro lacrosse to, to that, that province and, you know, mm-hmm. where we'd be in the NLL now without that um, is, is crazy to think about. So, um, again, just the fact that they were hosting a game, um, it was in my backyard. I was living in the community. I was, you know, mm-hmm. certainly a part of that community. And to win uh, an All-Star MVP, it was, uh, I know, certainly something that that I enjoyed, I guess. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and a, another honor that you had was being inducted into this Hall of Fame in 2016. Uh, you're part of the last group to be inducted and now they're, you know, well ushering in a new class, hopefully soon. Uh, what was that honor like to be, you know, inducted into the NLL hall of fame? You know what? I still get kind of uh, goosebumps about it really, to be honest with you, because it's, you know, that's something that, you know, you're recognized by your peer group and, and certainly those that came before you. And um, again, I, from a, from a player standpoint, um, you know, I, I don't think I, there was anything um, extraordinary that I brought to the table. I think, you know, the, some of the comments when you know you're going you're getting inducted and why people are nominating you uh, of why so um it, it really uh you know as a player you reflect on your career and you, you certainly um have to be honest with yourself but then, then again when you hear what your peers are saying and the, those people that are part of that process and, and to be inducted um with you know the the people that are in there it's pretty crazy to think that you know, I'm amidst those guys in the, in the Hall of Fame. And I know the, the NLL is certainly doing a great job of trying to, you know, get that, get, build a little momentum and get that thing going again, which I think is important for, for our game. What are your thoughts on this upcoming class? Anybody, I know we talked about your friend, John Grant Jr. Any, anybody that you would like to see, you know, be inducted into this next class of the Hall of Fame? Uh, there's certainly some no-brainers, obviously, yep. with, with Jr., Sean Williams, you know, uh, Colin Doyle, you know, those are, those are three, uh, I think, no-brainers that, that everybody looks at and, you know, with their longevity and, you know, their, their success in the game. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, earlier, there's, uh, you know, some, some guys that I think are deserving as well. Glenn Clark, who was a, you know, a, a captain for the Toronto Rock, won a lot mm-hmm. of cups with those guys. You know, you look at Casey Powell, Jake Berge, some American guys that, that certainly need to get the nod. Um, uh, again, I, 
I said it after the fact um, with another interview that I did, because again, I, I was thinking strictly on the player's benefit, but sure. um, from a builder's perspective, there, there's no way Brad Bannister um, from the Calgary Roughnecks and um, well, formerly with the Calgary Roughnecks, I guess. Um, but, you know, his vision of bringing lacrosse to Alberta uh, is, is, is something else. And, you know, the way he kind of, well, not kind of, the way he stuck with it, um, mm -hmm. Brad Bannister is, is, is ever so deserving to be in that, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's transition uh, to you on the other side of, uh, of the uh, bench and getting into coaching. Where, where did that kind of passion uh, to, to hop on the bench come from? And, uh, and did, you know, with your time with the wings, how much did you learn from Paul Day? Well, you certainly, certainly first off, you certainly learn a ton from Paul Day yep. and, and kind of, mm -hmm. well, there's a reason why he's had the longevity he has in the NLL and, sure. Um, you know, as a coach and general manager, like he, his, his, his approach to the game, his knowledge to the game um, are certainly, you know, uh, ahead of the class. So he's uh, my, my hat's off to him and, and, and him, well, first off, allowing me to be a part of that staff and um, being able to learn under him. But, um, you know, from a, from a coaching standpoint, it's something that, again, as a, as a player, I always prided myself on being a student of the game. Um, and, and we learn with our eyes as much as we learn with anything. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, as, as a, uh, as a young player, you kind of always are, you know, taking points from different coaches, sure. whether it be, you know, from your minor, minor coaches to your, your high school coaches, to your college coaches. And I, I've, I've had some really good ones, um, like really good ones and, and people that, um, certainly have been influential in my life. Um, but again, for me, it was, uh, yeah, a student of the game, always trying to, uh, figure it out you know I, I obviously wasn't the biggest guy um, nor the fastest guy on, on the floor and you know at, at times I had to um, you know watch a lot of film and, and try to be tactically sound so that I was able to have success and um, that's something that you know I've prided myself on as a player and and certainly as a coach now as well as you know really trying to be um, again not reinvent the wheel by any means um, but, but certainly find some teachables and, and, and certain things that, um, again, I, 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 I appreciated it as a player for myself. I appreciate it much more when I'm able to articulate it and get it across to guys. So um, it's something that I've always, I think, wanted to do, or so, maybe it's a, a path that I've always kind of been leading towards and something that, I, again, I'm very passionate about um, and I've um, been fortunate, again, to learn from some some very good people. Paul Day, you know, Chris Hall. My, I go back to my, my college coach, Blackjack, uh, Coach McGetrick, you know, Terry Sanderson. Um, there's, been a, there's been a number of guys that have, you know, again, I think are outstanding. And, are, of, of course, um, you know, highly regarded as, as the top coaches in our game for a reason. And I, I had the privilege, sorry, of, uh, of, you know, working under them and working alongside them. No, we're certainly looking forward uh, to seeing your first stint as head coach. Uh, you already mentioned, you know, that your time with Columbus and Montreal were, were kind of unique as expansion franchises. Um, how is that going to help you, you know, with your experience with Panther City and how you shape this franchise? Well, I, I said it before and I'll say it again and again, and it's not that I'm reinventing the wheel and again, being fortunate to, to work uh, underneath and alongside some, some great coaches, but you know, character and, and, and culture, that culture piece is, is the most important for me. You know, I think, uh, again, we're, we're certainly going to do our due diligence and, and scout players and scout talent. Um, you know, we have an idea of a system that we want to run. So we're going to, you know, be proactive in, in grabbing players that kind of fit that bill. But 
ultimately speaking, we, we want, you know, character um, and, and we want to build a culture within that, within that locker room that is, you know, truth be told, very consistent with the, with the business side of it so that we are growing a business. Um, we are growing, uh, again, wins and losses aside, again, we, we, want to be, we want to be competitive right off the get-go. Right. And, and I know we're going to be competitive off the get go and we want to be contending for a championship. That's most important. And that's my most important job. Um, but a, a part of that that is intertwined with that is, is creating a culture that, um, you know, that that the boys, the boys create, you know, what yeah. I mean, that that, that 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 the guys within that locker room create and creating a culture that um, is certainly attractive to other players and different players in the league. And um Again, we want to be attractive to, to, and again, I think it has to be consistent with what that, what the people of Fort Worth represent, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so that you tie everything in and, and everybody feels that belongingness, like not belongingness, but it's just, just that com- com- camaraderie, I guess, sure. within, with everything, you know, the community yeah. team and, and really try to tie everything in. Yeah, were, the, were those kind of topics that came up when you were interviewing and having discussions with new GM Bob Hamley and, and President Greg Bibbs, you know, what was their vision like and, and how did they really get you excited uh, to take on this role? Well, you know what, certainly um, I, I had some introductory conversations with Greg and, and not knowing him again, he, he gave me the, you know, the, the, the broad picture of kind yeah. of, and, and of what, what he envisioned his, his, uh, franchise is going to look like and mm-hmm. you know you certainly from afar you, you kind of uh you know pay attention to, to different details um you know the hiring of of bob hamley who um i certainly have some familiarity with working alongside him with team canada yep. um a couple occasions and and again competing against bob um as a coach and a general manager in the league um so there are certainly a lot of parallels and again i, I know that you know bob is he's an old school lacrosse guy and mm-hmm. and again it, it, it goes back to culture and character and those are the two things that they hit it on they hinted on and I certainly they, I think they know me well Bob knew me obviously more than Greg and that's something that's very uh very important to me so um those parallels were evident right off the right off the get-go and um that's again that's something that I think drew me to, to yeah. them as well right and, yep. and but I think again most people know that's that's who I am I wear my heart in my sleeve and um, you know, I prided myself on playing for the guy beside me, um, on either side of me more so than anything else. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's the locker room that I want to create. And that's the atmosphere I want to create within our, uh, within our organization. Absolutely. We're certainly looking forward to seeing that vision play out next season when you guys take the floor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Pro Lacrosse Talk on the Lacrosse Playground Podcast Network. Now let's go on to our five and five segment. Uh, I'll start off with the the lacrosse questions. The first one I have, and we ask everybody, is do you have any pregame superstitions or routines? And then my caveat will be, how have they changed now that you're a coach? 
Uh, yeah, certainly I do. Uh, well, as a player, it was the list is the list is long, and that goes from you know the, the night before right to, to the, the minute the whistle's blown. So mm-hmm. again, I, I, it, there was there was a hundred hundred of them mm-hmm. um, from everything from what I ate to the, the route that I took to the arena to to playing Bruce Springsteen as I you know as I entered uh, into the parking lot. So there was a thousand superstitions. Um, and as, as a coach, I guess uh, I, I certainly have some, um, not, not near as many, but again, for me, it was more of a just getting in that mindset, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's why we adopt some of these things. It's like you, you get to a space where you're visualizing and you're doing all kinds of preparation and, and getting to a point where you're ready to compete. And, um, I, you know, I still get those butterflies as, as a coach, as much as I did as a player of, you know, I got to prepare, um, what does it look like? And, and, and certainly get, uh, follow suit with some of those superstitions mm-hmm. superstitions sorry but mm-hmm. not near as many and what's the bruce song that you would tend to go in was it a different one each time or was there one in particular that you would walk into uh, it was the rising for a long time there uh gotcha. it, it was the rising when it came out so that was that was a big one for me and that i don't know it just stuck nice oh, i love it that's great uh number two what has been your favorite venue to play or coach at Oh, wow. That's a tough question. I know, uh, you know, being from Ontario and, you know, you know, so close to Toronto, I remember like my first ever game playing in Toronto will always be like one of my most memorable experiences um, in the sense that, you know, at the time it was like 16,000 people in there, um, you know, and when during the anthem in old Canada and and hearing, you know, 16,000 people kind of whisper that the words of, of the, of our anthem was, was pretty special. Um, So it's got to be up there. Um, you know, the, the passionate fans of Philadelphia, um, I was able to play my last year as a player there. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly didn't get an opportunity to play there a ton as a, as a, uh, you know, with some of the teams I played on prior to that, but, you know, Philly's definitely up there, but, um, you know, who, who's kidding who the saddle dome, um, mm-hmm. which was home for me for, for eight years. It's, uh, it's, it's top, tops of the list for sure. Absolutely. And then number three, who was your toughest matchup when you played? Oh man, I know. Uh, even looking at the hall, like Clarky was a guy that you know he was a thorn in my side. You know, <laughs> you look at Patty Coyle, mm-hmm. some of those guys. Um, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention guys like Cam Woods or, or Jim Moss. Like some of these guys were just like I, I know Mossy and Woodsy. Like we played those guys a lot in San Jose, and you, you get that matchup almost <laughs> every night. You know, <laughs> and and. Um, again, guys that I think, you know, truth be told, probably should be deserving of getting, you know, a hall nod as well. But, um, you know, uh, Jim Moss was, uh, I think, not underrated. Um, he was certainly a marquee defender um, when I played. Um, but, you know, as tenacious as anybody and, and certainly didn't give you a whole lot of time and space to, <laughs> to figure things out. No, definitely. And then number four, what is uh, your favorite lacrosse memory during your playing or coaching days? For me, uh, Again, anytime you win a championship is, is certainly special. Um, and, and mine goes, but this one's not even really winning a championship. It's winning an opportunity to get to a championship. Okay. Being, a, being a Canadian athlete, uh, you know, the, the Holy Grail was the Man Cup, you know, and, and uh, I, I spent some summers in Coquitlam as a player, um, you know, took some time off of being from Peterborough. And when, when I was living at Western Calgary, pr- predominantly, I moved to BC to play for Coquitlam and Peterborough won the man cup in 2004. Was it? 
I don't even know what year it was, but anyways, I, I uh, they go to the man cup. They won the man cup. They they lose the man cup to to Victoria and Victoria, and then uh, my first year back, I think it's two thousand six. Actually, um, we beat Brampton, right? And it was mm -hmm. something that again we never beat Brampton. I never, wasn't a part of that, you know, beating Brampton and, and having the opportunity to go for man cup. Um, you know, putting the ball in the empty net um, late in the game in the third period um, to kind of solidify the fact that we were going to a man cup. That's something that. Um, as a guy who had to retire from concussions and doesn't have the greatest memory, that's something that will always stand out to me, um, is, mm -hmm. you know, you know, having the opportunity and, and winning the right to, to go, you know, for a man cup. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with the whole history around these different franchises, it's unique because, you know, especially in pro sports nowadays, not a lot of people, you know, homegrown athletes that play for the hometown team, but the opportunity for you guys to play for your hometown is, I know, something very special and, and unique that I think is to the sport. No, absolutely. And well, you know, lacrosse is, 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 is as big as any in Peterborough as it is anywhere. Right. Yep. And people mm -hmm. certainly know the game and the long history of it. It's uh, yeah, that, that to me is something that, again, I'll remember. Awesome. And then number five, uh, who's someone in the lacrosse space that you've leaned on as a mentor? It can be a coach former teammate um, or just another player that you respected? Uh, the best part about this game is, is again, is the camaraderie and, and the players you meet. Right. And mm -hmm. um, you know, again, you always look at the championship teams and, 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 you know, building those relationships with guys. I've been, I've had the pleasure of building, you know, some, some unbelievable relationships for, and for me to kind of single out anybody. Like I, I, I reached out to, and I'm still in contact with guys from, you know, when I played Hartford, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when I played at U Hartford, I'm still in contact with guys that I played in, um, in, in junior A lacrosse. Um, you know, some of those teams in Calgary, uh, I, I certainly stay in contact with all those guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I certainly, would you, again, Polly Day, you know, just most recently, again, a guy that, you know, from my hometown and has certainly had a lot of some longevity in our league, um, just learning from him and, and some, some of the, some of the things that he's adopted over the years. Um, he's, I guess he'd be as close to the top of the list as anybody, but again, I think you look at it as you have a, you have a group of, of men, yep. right. Mm -hmm. That you had the, ple the pl pleasure of working alongside and, and share a vision with, um, and, uh, I lean on those guys, um, for, for a lot of stuff, you know, and sure. something as simple as, you know, trying to change something defensively or trying to imp insert something offensively, you, 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 you bounce that around with, with different people and, um, and collectively figure, try to figure it out. Right. And that's, that's the fun part to me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. When you're not on the floor, number one, some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing. Uh, you know what? And sometimes with the NLL, I'm not able to to watch my young lad as much as I yep. like to. But mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, yeah, that's that's the best. You know, when you when you have a, you know, I have a my son's 12. He's playing competitive lacrosse um, and hockey both. And you know, when I when I have the opportunity to to you know go to the ODR, the outdoor rink with him, mm -hmm. um, or or just to simply watch him play sports um, is is the top of the list for sure. It's uh, again, it's full circle right and yep. mm -hmm. um you know my father passed away you know seven eight years ago um and again i i just know what it meant to him sure. and mm -hmm. and how much it would mean to him to be able to watch my son and for me it's just that's 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 the big thing for me 
That's tough, Notch. That's tough. awesome. I'm uh, my my wife's expecting we're we're due first child in May. So yeah, I I I've been enjoying to hear those stories. Uh, so awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah, no, congrats, Adam. Thanks. Uh, number two, you mentioned you're a big hockey guy, so I'm curious if this might be your answer. But favorite non lacrosse athlete to currently watch? Who to currently watch? It's funny in juniors. <laughs> he probably already answered this. He's like, he doesn't watch sports. I don't really watch a ton of, <laughs> of sports. I, you know, I'll put on the Leafs the odd time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, and I'm not, I'm not a Penguins fan by any means, but I, I, I certainly like um, Sidney Crosby, sure. you know, and, and again, it's easy to pick out why, you know, he's obviously mm-hmm. the top of the game and one of the top players of all time for a reason, but, you know, I just like to watch and, and see, why is he the top? And it's certainly, again, he's, his stick skills and skill alone is aside. Um, he certainly brings the intangibles of, 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 you know, a great team player as well, which I, which I enjoy watching. Yeah, no, absolutely. As, as a Philly guy myself, I, it always hurts me when, when to see him play because I enjoy watching him so much. But yeah. it just kills me because he crushes the Flyers every time. <laughs> I feel like every time. So, yeah. And I'm a Caps fan. So the rivalry there is like, <laughs> yeah, it's real, OB. right? Sid, uh, it's been there for a while for me. <laughs> I'm a Leafs guy, so unfortunately, but there we go. Um, number three, favorite spot uh, to vacation? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, I've been the head coach for with Finland national program yep. for, for this. Is, I think I I'm still, I don't even know what's going on over in Europe a whole time because sure. I think that with COVID, yeah. everything's been shut down. But, um, you know, I've had the luxury of traveling over to Europe a few times. Um, Greece was um, definitely like my favorite spot to, to be. Um, and, and again, I love Finland. I, I really enjoy Finland. I like going over there. It's, it's, you know, so similar to Ontario and, and just the people, you know, the people in Finland are, are so kind and so nice. And it's, uh, uh, it's crazy to even think about, you know, just being way over there and it's yeah something that Finland or Finland or, or Greece, I think both are, are, are tied. Top notch. Awesome. Uh, number four, favorite meal, and do you prefer to take out or cook at home? Uh, definitely prefer to uh, cook at home, and I'm the cook in, in the family here. Nice. So, um, but I, I'm a I'm a I'm a meat and potato type of guy. Um, so you know nothing like getting a you know going to pick out a nice ribeye, yep. you know, mm-hmm. an inch and a half, two inch ribeye, and putting it on the grill, and um, you know, sharing in a, maybe a glass of wine or two and while it's cooking and throwing the potatoes on and getting some veg, you know, I'm a yeah, meat and potato guy. Nice. That's uh, probably the, the answer we get the most and Hutton and I are, are in concurrence with that. So that's, that's, that's I always perfect. salivate. We ask these questions and it's usually <laughs> like right around lunchtime. I'm like, man, I gotta get some steak now. <laughs> uh, and my last off the field question, you know, with, with quarantine and whatnot, people have been binging a lot, reading a lot, podcasts, any, anything uh, for our listeners you suggest from book wise or, or TV movie, anything like that? Uh, you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a huge, huge reader. Um, I'm just getting into the, the whole Yellowstone thing. And I don't know if it's, uh, it's fitting with, you know, the Texas, I know it's not Texas, it's Montana, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy that show a ton. Um, you know, what? just, uh, I know, I know it's been difficult on everybody, but, you know, just being able to enjoy, you know, the family time and, you yeah. know, the fact that I'm gone every weekend and being able to spend time with my young lad. Um, it's certainly been, you know, one of the things that I've liked the most. I've been dabbling in the odd puzzle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I got a couple for Christmas. It was like a 1500 piece one. And it was like, wow, man. So yeah. I, I like that mental challenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. 
Good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I think uh, Callum Crawford was Yellowstone was one of his as well. So that's, that's been one of the ones that people have been thrown out there uh, that I definitely want to check out uh, relatively soon. That wraps up our five and five. Uh, our final question that we like to ask and uh, end on is what is some advice you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally or in your case, uh, one day coach professionally? Uh, and, you know, everyone always sits on, you know, the skill set and I know kids are, you know, they're getting their reps, they're, they're, um, they're, they're doing all those things and, you know, away from the rank and, 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 and like fitness, they're, they're, they're pushed to do a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I think is, you know, finding uh, athletes who compete, right. Mm-hmm. And, and just that will to, to want to win and, and just work, right. Work as hard as you, as you possibly can. And um, again, it, it's, what is compete right and it's like it doesn't matter if you're playing you know a, a game of checkers with your grandma you know mm-hmm. what I mean or or if you're going to get that loose ball it's like I, I want to win that right and mm-hmm. um the more you can yeah, I think create an environment where you know players are are, are competing and, and and wanting to relish in you know in in the fact of winning um and, and certainly losing um you know provides that platform too right but mm-hmm. um you know not wanting to lose um so uh, just, you know, be, be a competitor, right. Compete for, for whatever it is you want to do and, and put the work in for it. And, you know, if you put the work in for it, um, there's no harm in losing. Right. Mm-hmm. No, certainly some great advice, especially for our young listeners. Uh, TK, this has been great. I really appreciate you hopping on and uh, want to wish you best of luck in building Panther City Lacrosse Club. Thanks guys. I'm very excited for it. And I appreciate you having me on.